0: Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Life with Leanne Lang, far away from the professional studios and recorded in my daughter's bedroom. A big thanks to John Milkey from Blast Podcast once again for being a technical superhero and ensuring we get the episodes off without a hitch. So... How does living longer while feeling better sound to you? Well, since I know this audience pretty well, I know you're tuned in, but not sure what's gonna happen when I add in more scientific language like mammal longevity research, carbon nanomaterials, and nano antioxidants. Now don't panic, I've brought in the mad scientist himself, Chris Burris, the founder of SES Research and My Vital C. He's here to help us understand some of the groundbreaking research that is having a huge impact on the health and wellness scene. In 1991, Chris's company became the first company to deliver carbon nanomaterials. Now, don't panic. I will get to what that is, but much of it based on Nobel Prize winning chemistry and research by NASA proven to significantly increase the lifespan of mammals. With that being said, and the story of its creation, the supplement ESS-60 was born. Now, I can't wait to dig into the research, understand the impact of free radicals and oxygenation in our bodies, and the olive oil-based C60 that is proving to help with sleep pain, the nervous system, the aging process, and so much more. With his incredible background in sports, engineering, oils and gases, and even comedy, Chris is going to be quite the guest today. Chris, by the way, is also the co-host of the SEO podcast, the most popular internet marketing podcast on iTunes, by the way, since 2009. Chris is joining us from Houston, Texas today. So Chris, so great to have you here. I'm excited.
1: Leanne, I'm so glad to be here as well. Thank you so much for having me. What a great introduction. I feel like I have a lot to live up to. So um, I think I'm ready.
0: (laughs) That's good. I'm really excited with the whole science and the health and then add in the comedy. This is going to be like a pretty (laughs) interesting kind of combination, I feel. All right. Yeah. And and to and to at least this time around, I think I I, I was teasing that I was watching uh an YouTube video that you had done like an hour long and there was like scientific molecules behind you and it kind of started to freak me out. We don't need to panic, right? We are gonna yeah. break this down. No. We'll have a great understanding.
1: I think I think our combination will like break this down. I'll probably throw out some geek speaking and, really, and maybe you'll go uh say that again, but in English, and then we'll be good. Okay, that's perfect. Okay, so let me Because
0: I have so many stories I want to get to and, and a lot of past history, but just so that my audience can understand, all I want right off the top is what you mean by mammal longevity research. Like, what does that encompass?
1: Well, in this particular case, it, it it's, it's born out of a study that was actually a toxicity study. So yes, the product that I sell as a supplement, the very famous study that we hang our hat on was originally a toxicity study. And we'll probably get to that a little bit later about why they assumed the molecule would be toxic. Uh, but in this toxicity study, really they gave rats water, rats olive oil, and then rats olive oil with ESS-60 in it. And instead of being toxic, the rats that they gave, the olive oil with ESS-60 in it, ended up living almost twice as long and dying without tumors. So that's, it turns out to be the single longest longevity result uh, in an experiment on mammals, peer-reviewed, published, of course, uh, in history, at least that I'm aware of.
0: No, it's, it's pretty remarkable. In fact, the study ended up having to go an extra two years based on what the scientists yep. had originally thought it was because the rats ended up living 30 months <laughs> past when they expected them to, to die. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Well, think, think about it. And I always like to give kudos to those scientists, those researchers, because when you're doing a toxicity a toxicity study on a molecule and all of the rats given the molecule— uh have now live they're all alive when all of the control group rats are dead so those rats given water they're gone um, technically, your toxicity studies over. I think it's safe to say that it's not toxic because they've outlived the control group. Uh, and then, they, yeah, they continue that experiment for another two and a half years. Uh, a, a typical Worcester rat lives 32 months, and they die with a known amount of tumors based on how long they live. And, and of course, the longer they live, the more tumors they have. The rats, given really the My Vital C formula, lived out to 62 months on average, uh, they die and they died without tumors so even though they lived almost twice as long none of them have any tumors i know that like that can get people excited that can get people really nervous mostly it gets me a little nervous because people are like oh cancer cure No, (laughs) no, that is not what we're talking about. There's a huge difference between being a cancer cure, like when a cancer is metastasized and trying to deal with that situation uh, versus being a cancer preventative. Uh, And the reality is there's lots of ways to help prevent cancer. Good exercise, good diet, um, good sleep. Uh, Those are things that we know to be cancer preventatives.
0: Now, this is interesting because what ends up happening and we're going to learn throughout the podcast is is when you are able to achieve those things, your life is a lot better. I mean, can you imagine good sleep, good health? I mean, it, it's amazing to see what the domino effect is actually going to be. But coming back to this study, because it didn't take long and it often doesn't happen this quickly. Usually people have to die or there needs to be like 40 years in between discoveries and you know Nobel Prizes. But why was it so quickly to be recognized and this research to come out as a Nobel Prize winning research Um, only, you know, just a little bit over a decade after all of this comes out.
1: Yeah, I think so. So basically kind of the long and short of the history is in 1985, three scientists, Dr. Smalley, Dr. Croto and Dr. Curl, discovered the third third form of carbon we're all familiar with diamond of course we're all familiar with graphite that's what's in our pencils uh, in 85 those three scientists discovered what what they called fullerenes it's kind of fun they get to name the molecule that they get that they discovered and fullerenes is actually a whole gamut of molecules we'll get our maybe this will be our most geeky phase here right so uh, this gamut of molecules the most abundant is carbon 60 the best way to imagine carbon 60 is if you think about a soccer ball The lines on the soccer ball represent the bonds between the carbon atoms, so you have the spherical molecule of 60 carbon atoms. Other fullerenes include C70, that's the next most abundant, and then C76, C84, and they get bigger and bigger. So they discovered this third form uh, and, and really early on, they figured this would be like a 3D version of benzene. Uh, if you don't, if you're not familiar with benzene, um, let's, we could say it another way, you are familiar with it, you just don't know that benzene in it is in it, right? If you look around wherever you're at right now, Uh, Everything that's plastic has the benzene ring as its foundation. Most medicines and detergents, we literally don't have modern society without the benzene ring. What's, What's not great about the benzene ring is that it's actually a known carcinogen and it's known to be toxic. So they actually... Kind of again figured this buckyball would be a 3D version of that benzene, uh, and then you know as soon as you have something that that's you that is that ubiquitous in society, and you're projecting that this buckyball is going to be equally ubiquitous, then yeah, that's Nobel Prize worthy. So yeah, they won that Nobel Prize in a, in a short 11 years.
0: Wow. Okay. Can you go back to this benzene ring?
1: Yeah. So
0: okay. So I guess most of us should know that this is in almost everything that's in our daily lives. I'm like I'm sitting at my daughter's desk right now, and I'm looking at the light, the creams, the packaging, everything around me. So everything around me has this benzene ring in it. Yeah. Now as, I now and then what does. Oh, as its foundation. So, and that's a, mo- like, that's just a particle, a molecule. Like, what is that? Because I'm it, picturing, like, a really pretty ring right now. And I was talking <laughs> to the case.
1: <laughs> no, that's a diamond ring. Yeah, <laughs> That's yes. another Which one. was
0: another one of the things that they were studying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the
1: so the benzene, think about a six-sided uh, shape. And and each, so each side, each of the points of the intersees of that shape actually has a carbon atom in it and that is a benzene ring. So you take benzene ring, and and I actually, uh, on one of the walks, you know, COVID, uh, silver lining, I'm taking walks with my family, a, a great amount. Um, and our dog loves to, you know, when I come home, because we're going for walks. And uh, as we walk by one particular um, minivan, there's actually a benzene ring and some molecules on it. Uh, I haven't double checked it. But if you think about um, caffeine has at its base this benzene ring, right? So now everyone's, oh, benzene is wonderful. <laughs> it gets me through my mornings. Um, so, so yeah, that's what you want to think about. It's a molecule, it's six-sided, and it's got six carbon atoms. Typically, Uh, it has a hydrogen attached to the outside. um, But depending on what its configuration is for that particular molecule, whether it's a plastic or a medicine or whatever, um, it might not have those hydrogens.
0: Okay. So they're able to make this discovery. You have these three then things put together. How how does one go from being in a research lab and kind of coming up with you know, hey, this is what's going on here and be able to have the influence because I I think right off the bat, you talk about that it was originally looked at for toxicity. How on earth does something like that end up into the discussion that we're ending up on a health and wellness podcast?
1: Yeah, it's- Okay, uh, so
0: let's connect the dots
1: yeah, it's not a natural progression. Um I, and I, I think there's a there's a question potentially behind the question, which is when they first discovered this this c sixty uh, affectionately called the Buckyball, um you know I would I was manufacturing it. i'm I'm actually the first my company is the first company to deliver commercial quantities of this material, and people would always ask me, well, what's it good for?' Uh, we had a running joke that it was really good for funding, right? It ultimately won the Nobel Prize. So if you wrote a, a, a proposal, a government proposal about this fullerene, uh, then you were probably going to get funding. Uh, that's the joke. The reality is that it's superconducting. It's harder than a diamond. It'll actually turn into a diamond. All of this is buckyball uh, features. Uh, it's got sixfold symmetry. So it's got some of the most, it's one of the most symmetrical molecules ever. You can actually fire it like at, fire it at, like 10,000 miles per hour at a steel plate, where most molecules would just shred apart, including the benzene ring, this buckyball actually just compresses and bounces right off of that that steel. So it's incredibly resilient. Not only that, there's actually a new symbol in chemistry because of the buckyball. So uh, if you think about the at symbol, which is we use in our email addresses, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Lanthanum at C60 means the lanthanum atom, and by the way, any atom on the periodic chart can fit inside this soccer ball molecule. Uh, it, lanthanum at C60 means that that lanthanum molecule is trapped inside of it. It's not covalently bonded to the exterior. It's not ionically bonded. It's physically trapped inside of it. Uh, so there's, there was, you know, proposals of really amazing things that you could do. Potentially, the, I think this is the interesting one and, and medically related which is you can actually potentially trap radioactive atoms inside of this buckyball. And then you can attach because a lot of the chemistry that works with the benzene ring works with the exterior of the buckyball. So you could attack a a particular arm onto it that let's say has a proclivity to attach to a cancer cell. So now you could actually literally be, be delivering an atomic payload to a cancer cell directly. Like, the ramifications are, are pretty uh, I- impressive. Uh, those kinds of molecules are called endohedral fullerenes, uh, and they're very expensive to make. They're hard to work with. This is all atomic scale, uh, so that hasn't come to fruition, but it's still, it's not off the table. Uh, again, ubiquitous. This, uh, this uh, benzene ring is known to be toxic. If we're going to have it in as many things as like plastic and medicines and, uh, and detergents, then a lot of humans are gonna be around it and or working with it. So you actually have to do a toxicity study. Again, benzene, uh, carcinogen, toxicity. So they did the, and toxic. So they did this uh, toxicity study and that's the study that really, um, it, that study was published in 2012. It's peer reviewed published research, which is exciting and very important. And then, in really, in about mid 2013, we started getting phone calls, and people were like, "Hey, how much in a dose?" And you have to imagine I'm a carbon nanomaterial scientist, and and like just to the question you're asking, people are calling, "How much in a asking how much in a dose?" And I'm going, "No, <laughs> this is for like tires and inks and batteries and solar cells. You don't put this in your body. We actually added." to our labeling at that time, not for human consumption. Now this is despite the fact that the literature was pretty clear. Um, Carbon 60, if you improperly process it, uh, there's peer reviewed published research that shows it's harmful. Really we call ESS 60, C60 that's been processed for safer human consumption. And even back in, in 2012 when that original paper came out, it was clear that if you properly processed it, it was safe. Uh, and so that's what kind of you think about biohackers, and I love the biohacker hacker community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure a lot of your listeners might fall fall call themselves or find themselves in that community, where they're like, "Look at this study. It's an amazing study. Hey." I want to put that in my body, which is a little cutting edge, right? Like, let's be let's be realistic. I still bump into people who are like, "Yeah, I think it's a little too early," and I'm like, "Okay, that makes sense." Like, if you want to if you want to have the perspective, like, I need more data before I'm going to feel safe, uh, then that's fair. Like, there's you know, it's really cutting edge. But this biohacker community started taking it um, and then reporting amazing immediate benefits, right? So it's kind of hard. We we have this kind of joke around the office that we could have a guarantee, like guaranteed to double your life or your money back, you know, sure. non-transferable, of course. But but that's the joke. There's no way that we can, like. there's no way that we can track that. There's no way that any biohacker who's been taking this since only since 2012 can attest to the impact that it's had on any sort of longevity. But they can talk about all the benefits that they're getting. And so that's, I think, the very long-winded answer to your question. <laughs> uh,
0: you, you know, it is. It, it is. And I think the long-winded, by the end of the, uh, the 60 minutes of us chatting, will be how you were able to kind of come to terms with the coming from your very scientific background. I don't think originally you said into, you know, living longer, being healthier and in the health and wellness community. What was the transition like for you when you started to get people saying, hey, what's the dose for you to, because I know as a scientist probably too, right, you had to go through an ethical kind of shift of where and how far you take something if you know that this is for the betterment of people or that you're going to get pushback on both ends. So how was that transition for you? Because even too, right? You were an athlete, you played soccer. Like I would assume human performance is also something that you're passionate about.
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. It was um it's and still is a very interesting transition. And and I like to I like to kind of draw the parallel or, or talk about how I think most people get in. Like, I'm officially a supplement guy. I have a supplement. It's on the market. We're on this podcast talking about it. And I think most people become a supplement guy or gal um, one of two ways. And the first way is they wake up and they decide they're going to be rich and they decide they're going to do that by selling supplements. And I have no problem with being rich, but but that's not how I ended up here. The other is there's, there's, and I'm, I'm seeing this more and more, certainly with the podcast that I've been on where somebody has their own kind of health problem or there's their loved one has some sort of health challenge and they're able to solve it with supplementation. And so now they want to share that or save the world. Hopefully it doesn't surprise you. I have no problem with saving the world, but it's not how I ended up up here. I literally just uh, I've been manufacturing this material since 1991. It goes into tires and batteries and solar cells, et cetera. Uh, In 2012, they published this study. Uh, My particular material, actually, my company sold uh, the, the, the buckyballs to that University of Paris group were actually mentioned in that research. So, of course, people start reaching out to me. Uh, our first reaction to an, kind of answer your question was we put not for human consumption. Really, that stayed that way. We were, we were continuing to sell the mixture, the olive oil and the ESS-60 molecule as a mixture for research purposes only. Um, and, and and it was in 20 uh, late 2017 that somebody with a really big YouTube following started talking about they were taking it and the benefits that they were getting from taking it. And actually the industry sold out. Uh, Everybody in the industry ran out of the material except for us because we're the largest manufacturer and distributor of ESS-60 on the planet. And so it was during actually during Hurricane Harvey here in Houston. And so there were a couple of days we couldn't get to the office, but we never sold out. Um, Coming into 2018, now something that is kind of whatever uh, – a Really small volume and, um, and kind of cutting-edge biohackers only. Uh, so I'm comfortable, okay, well, research purposes only. If this is what you're willing to do with it, we'll sell it to you. Uh, very, very clearly labeled. In 2018, the volume was so big... Now, like there's just no doubt, like there's there's not much room to say um, I'm just selling it for research purposes. And really, it boiled down to two things for me. And one's a moral question and one's a legal question. Obviously, the moral question is the most important one. I take the product. My wife takes the product. Everybody on my team takes the product. I'm comfortable selling the product like that's the moral question Uh, and then the next one is the FDA and the FTC like those are legal entities you got to be aware of in the supplement space and so we're on the right side of both of those organizations and then really 2018 was uh, not only when I started taking the product consistently uh, but also when we started selling the product consistently and, and removed not for human consumption from our labeling.
0: So how are people consuming this then?
1: Yeah, the it's best. Now, it's
0: now for human consumption. So how how are people taking this?
1: Well, you know, I would recommend you use our new packaging, <laughs> <laughs> which you can see. We've got basically like a little a plastic ampule. the 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 kind of broader answer is it's olive oil with ESS 60 dissolved in it. Uh, not much. ESS 60 will actually dissolve in olive oil. You can only get about 0.8 milligrams per milliliter. Uh, And we typically recommend that people take about five milliliters, which is one teaspoon. Uh, My personal routine, uh, we actually have an MCT product. Uh, You can't get as much ESS-60 in MCT. Uh, You can get about 0.35 milligrams per milliliter. Uh, And I like to have kind of a a bulletproof coffee experience in the morning. So Mm -hmm. I'll take my MCT product, again, with the ESS-60 molecule in it. It actually turns a really beautiful purple color. So we're working on doing some marketing strategies with that. Um, But I'll put that in my coffee and then I'll have really a teaspoon and a half. That's just because it's the big spoon in our drawer. I measured it one time. (laughs) It's a teaspoon and a half of our olive oil. Uh, And then I'll take our avocado product and put it on my salad for for lunch. But that most of our customers take about a teaspoon uh, in the morning.
0: Okay. Can I ask you, I'm going to totally put you on the spot here and I'm really sorry. But as soon as you mentioned Bulletproof, then my first thought is Dave Asprey and then my, you know, and Dave Asprey and, you know, his biohacking. I mean, have you had conversations like I haven't read from cover to cover his superhuman book, but would this be something that he would consider like under that, that biohacking or those things that people are doing to feel better, live longer?
1: He's already taking it. In fact, he was on. I was recently on the Dr. Gundry podcast. And in preparation for being on the Dr. Gundry podcast, I was doing research. And Dave Asprey was one of the guys that was uh, interviewed by Dr. Gundry. In the interview, Dave Asprey is like, yeah, I'm pretty cutting edge. You know, do I have an NDA place uh, in place with uh, with a product uh, that has shown to extend the life of of I think you said rats particularly by 95 percent? Is it cutting edge and you know are there risks? Yes. Am I Are those risks worth it? And do I believe they're worth it? And am I taking it? Yes. So he's already taking it. Yeah.
0: I will see. Yeah. So when you are talking about the leading thought leaders and kind of the biohackers of what we're able to do with our systems, you know that I'm looking right now because I had like a list that I had made and I know it was something that came out with a lot of the material with the ESS 60, but you're looking at like heart, lowering heart d- disease, vision, improved mental uh, kind of the brain fog and uh, mental clarity, lowering blood pressure, management of osteoarthritis, uh, vitality, and, uh, you know, help with the nervous system, like improved hair and nail growth. I mean, these are some of the things These like just testimonials that kind of came through people's reactions, you know, uh, especially to when you've got products that are selling out, like what, what seemed to be the thing that people were coming back with most?
1: Well, well, two things. So one, um, you're listing off some potential benefits. So it's very important to say the FDA hasn't evaluated our product. It's not intended to treat, diagnose, cure, or prevent any disease. Right. I also, from my approach as a scientist, none of those things, again, remember, I didn't wake up and say, I need to make a, a, a perfect supplement and the supplement's going to do all these things and I'm going to start marketing it to do all these things. Literally since two, mid-2013 until really the beginning of 2018, we were just selling this stuff for research purposes only. It had no labeling. It no, it, We weren't telling anybody anything that it would do. Everything you just listed, I've got a, a testimonial. By the way, if we, if I don't have it documented and know the name of the person, or at least be able to look up the name of the person, then I will never talk about it. So everything you just listed, somebody came back to us without this placebo effect, right? Without, hey, your hair is going to grow faster or without you're going to have less knee pain or what? like none of that was in the original literature. It was just this this material that extended the life of rats and they died without tumors. Um, they came back to us with these and really everything that I've put on the labeling since then as now a supplement marketer has been, hey, this is what people have told us about a product that we didn't even say would do anything, Right. And, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, that's the testimonials. The most consistent testimonial that we get from our customers is they take it in the morning, right? Some people have said that it'll keep them awake if they take it later at night, Uh, but they take it in the morning. They have mental focus. So getting rid of that brain fog energy during the day. I know when I start yawning, if I think back, I haven't actually taken my product. But I've got a pretty t- solid routine now. So that doesn't happen uh, except for on weekends sometimes. Um, and, and 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 so they'll report energy during the day and then better sleep that night. And, you know, there's a book called Why We Sleep. And I don't know. I don't, have you read? Yeah.
0: I've heard lot. You know, it's funny because I've had lots of people, you know, especially I think health and wellness thought leaders when I asked them for their books, because I was going to ask you actually later on, you know, what are some of your top reads? So, OK, no, but give us a little bit of a rundown. I have yeah. heard of it.
1: So the book is phenomenal. Matthew Walker, um, just, it's a really, it's kind of a scary book. Actually, I was just doing some research today and there's Gates notes. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's actually notes from Bill Gates. So he's read the book and he gave his opinion and it was interesting because the title of the book, this book puts me to sleep and I'm like, that's not fair. It's a good book. Like, how could this put, I had to read it because of that. And then ultimately he said, I actually found myself reading the book less because the data is so compelling, I put the book down earlier so I could get sleep. <laughs> like, it's the scariest book you'll ever read about sleep, like a documenting when you don't get enough sleep, what impact does it have on your memory? Uh, I don't know if you know this, but if it, during uh, daylight saving time, when we lose an hour of sleep, heart attacks go up. When we gain an hour of sleep, heart attacks go down. So it affects your cardiovascular health. If you don't sleep for a number of days, you actually, and you do a blood glucose test, you actually end up showing that you're diabetic, even though it's just because you haven't had sleep. So it's really, I think as a society, we do all this hand-waving going sleep is really so very important, you know, well, unless you got something else to do, and then you should do that and sleep later, right? And I think that that book can uh, potentially scare you out of that mindset getting. Yeah.
0: Okay. Can I ask you something? Because this is almost like a catch 22, because I think oftentimes people know and are aware of the importance of sleep, but can't get it right they Um, maybe high anxiety or they can't, or they're having trouble getting to sleep. And the more they're not sleeping, the more anxious they're getting because they realize they're not getting sleep, which is not going to be healthy on the other side. Right? Like, it's it's tough to know what you need and not be able to do it. And I have a lot of people that say they have issues with sleep.
1: So, um, it's interesting, in parallel to kind of this podcast, I've got people reaching out and kind of getting me on podcasts like yours. Uh, I'm also doing a radio PR tour uh, with a very good friend of mine. He's a human behavior expert. His name's Dr. Patrick Waness. And he's put together a book on the seven emotions and how to get over them. Actually, I should have some documentation here um, to to follow up with this. I have a link. We're giving away his book and we're giving away a meditation file that he's done to help you get. So the title of the book is Neutralize the Seven Emotions That Are Holding You Hostage Right Now. And the meditation, guided meditation, meditation is Overcoming Fear and Anxiety uh, and Enjoy Peace of Mind. Um, so I'll, we'll, we'll get a link together for you and we'll figure it out before we get off of the podcast uh, so that people in your audience can get it. Because he talks about... And and I actually, I actually call it the horrible emotional sleep spiral. Like that's what you alluded to, right? Like you don't get sleep and then you, th- with the lack of sleep, you're actually less able to handle your emotions, and then those cause you, like, it's just a horrible um, spiral, and so that's some of the way to get out of it. Um, also, because our testimonials are so, so consistent as it relates to, uh, to My Vital C, um, that's obviously incorporated as a suggested uh, option. Again, uh, in that book, uh, Why We Sleep, Matthew Walker talks about the $2 billion sleep aid in- industry and how that industry is about prescribing something that you take immediate before, immediately before going to sleep. What those do, and your audience may know this, but one of the things that cause us to desire sleep is adenosine, right? From ATP, the ATP processes that happen in your mitochondria. The A is adenosine. adenosine. So as, as ATP is getting broken down, Adenosine is building up in your body, and that causes you to desire to desire sleep. These sleep aids will relieve that chemical pressure, the adenosine chemical pressure, but they don't let you get REM or NREM sleep, right? So you you wake up and you don't have the desire to sleep, so you feel quote unquote refreshed, but your body hasn't gotten again the REM or the NREM sleep that you need in order to heal. So you're Not sleepy, but also not healed. Uh, Our product, you take in the morning, mental focus and energy during the day and then better sleep that night. Literally, there's two other things that I'm aware of that you can do in the morning that will help your sleep. One of them is exercise. Like if you're not exercising at all, exercise in the morning, you'll get sleep. You'll sleep better that night. And the other one is just exposure to natural light. Um, because that'll get your circadian rhythm in sync with light and day light and dark. And that, that will help you. Um, so interesting that you brought that up. Cause I'm, I'm, I mean, we're Patrick's an amazing guy. Uh, and, and we've been friends for a very long time and we're actually working on a book together and we decided to come out like, how can we help people sleep? Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll get a link together for that audio book and that guided meditation.
0: That's awesome. It's great information. And and I, I always tell people because a lot of people, you know, when I talk about my, de- my desire and the decision to leave television is I was getting up at three 30 in the morning and I felt like I was, I had aged like crazy, my brain fog, my memory, like everything was just like, I was like, I can't keep this up. Right. And I felt like a very different person within like a couple of weeks of having that dark cloud lifting. Once you kind of get sleep, it, it really is. It's truly amazing. Okay. One of the points that I had, and I'm looking at some of my notes. Um, So in, And some of the conversations you have like free radicals, um, oxygenation, can you do mind taking us a little bit deeper into that so people understand what is happening and, and what you mean by those things?
1: Yeah, so a lot of people, you know, as soon as you're like, wow, these rats live 90% longer, wow, the rats died without tumors, so what is the mechanism? And and, and in reality, we don't know the exact mechanism yet. Uh, what we do know is the medical community really at this point kind of says that aging is related to oxidation, so really kind of rusting, your body rusting, uh, and, and, and an inflammation. Got to be very careful about inflammation because the FDA has a unique stance on inflammation, for whatever reason, the FDA says all inflammation is disease. Um, go do a long workout and feel you know feel get swollen joints or muscles, and you'll know that it's not a disease. It's actually just a body's reaction to uh, something potentially. Um, so I like to say that it fits in in a, that our product fits in in an anti-inflammatory diet, which is associated with a lot of a lot of health benefits. Um, it's also an antioxidant, so there's at least one study that shows it to be an antioxidant 172 times more powerful than vitamin C. Um, so it's interesting and not surprising that something that caused these mammals, these rats, to live 90% longer uh, is a known antioxidant and fits into the anti-inflammatory diet.
0: Okay. Well, which are both winning things, an anti-inflammatory diet, vitamin C, but you mentioned like 172 times what we're accustomed, like more potent. So like, why wouldn't that be like screaming from like rooftops or from the hilltops, you know, like when you look at where some of the benefits are from the vitamin C and oftentimes it's like, take a vitamin C in the morning, you know, like why aren't, why aren't we relating this information or seeing it as much more important when you're, when you have that level in there?
1: Yeah, so there are some uh, some people who would say and were saying early on that this was the most powerful antioxidant ever. The reality is um, that there are actually uh, antioxidants that are more powerful. Moringa, I don't know if you've heard of Moringa, but that is supposed to be 1,700 times more powerful than vitamin C. The important thing to know, though, is all um, uh, uh, antioxidant capabilities are done in a Petri dish. Right. So you're working in this kind of very constricted environment that, you know, what is the difference between a petri dish and in our bodies? Um, and it's just massive. It's like incredibly massive. What, what we know about uh, the ESS-60 molecule is that it's a nanoparticle. So it does cross the blood-brain barrier. So if if the, anti, the fact that it's part of an anti-inflammatory, I'm being very careful here, part of an anti-inflammatory diet um, has an impact in your brain, uh, then it can do that because it's actually crossing the blood-brain barrier. We also know that it can get into the actual mitochondria. So some may know this, some may not. Mitochondria is really the engine of your cells. So all of your cells have a mitochondria in it. And that, that mitochondria drives an ATP process, and that's what drives the energy in your in, in in your in each of your cells. So every single one of your cells. So we do know that ESS sixty as a nanoparticle actually can get in there and participate in those processes. We don't know exactly what it's doing. I have conversations with my director of research where maybe it's not the antioxidant capabilities. Maybe it's doing something a little different where it's actually stressing. We know that stress on our bodies, right, um, is can be beneficial. Can, it can cause autophagy where really our body starts getting rid of senescent cells. So that's those cells that are in our body that are kind of maybe dilapidated and still hanging around, taking resources, but not providing much ba- value. It would be It's great to get rid of those, right? So maybe there's a little bit of extra. Stress that's happening um, that's causing us to get rid of these senescent cells, and that's actually where the benefit is coming from. There's a lot of research that talks about zombie cells, senescence, and autophagy, uh, and we know that 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 can come from. Interestingly, the next best way to live longer, right, in terms of documented results. Is called CR calorie restriction, uh, and typically, if you reduce your standard calorie uh, intake by thirty uh, percent, you can get a thirty uh, percent extension of life. This pre- it's actually that's better just doc- by
0: a calorie deficit.
1: Yes, if you start. So we're not talking
0: se- like the type of calories or sugars or anything. It's just a thirty percent calorie deficit. Yes. Yeah, okay, i This is new for me to
1: listen to this. Yeah, no, it's and 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 it's well documented, right? And in fact all of this craze i'm sure you've heard of the, this intermittent fasting right well the research the actual longevity research on intermittent fasting is is sus- suspect and i don't mean suspect i mean it's not it's there's not enough research done yet the research on calorie restriction is very clear, repeatable, it's done in different models, so in rats and in mice and I think probably in worms, right? And once you start cro- doing different models, then you start getting a, a significantly larger amount of confidence in the in the results. Um, calorie restriction, 30% extension, the, what they're doing with intermittent fasting is saying, Hey, when we do calorie restriction on these particular models, let's say a rat, for instance, we notice these markers are changed in this way. And when we do intermittent fasting, we notice those same markers are changed in the same way. So we're kind of causing an, this e, one e, A equals B, right? Um, but that's not always true, and so we're you know the data's still out. Uh, it'll probably be the case that. Um, that intermittent fasting does, you know, and there'll be some proper schedule that it does have this impact. If you think about us as creatures evolving, living on the plains, um, we, we weren't like we are today. Today, we get a little bit hungry and we're like, uh, I'm hangry. Right. These we were probably hangry all the time. <laughs> And so our bodies like would take those opportunities, or do take those opportunities these days to get rid of those cells. Like, look, if you're not going to be 100% efficient, I don't need you. But if I have plenty of food, I don't really need to get rid of you, right? If that if that makes sense. Um. So so it's it's interesting that calorie restriction, uh, it causes this kind of, uh, getting rid of senescent cells or senescence, which gets rid of the zombie cells. Um, and, and so that's why my director of research is kind of leaning in that direction. And there's a lot of, um, a lot of research to kind of support that thought process.
0: Okay, because I always ask the follow up question because you kept, you've said this twice the zombie cells. What do you mean by a zombie cell?
1: So, that is the type of cell that's in your body. And as they age, they become less efficient. Okay. So, they may even be sitting there just taking oxygen and, and calories to operate, but not providing any value to your body, right? Okay
0: so they're they're like the tag along that you yes. are like they're 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 weighing me down it's like they're a zombie cell just- exactly the like they're they're just weighing me down yes you're, you're okay there was another thing that i read in your stuff and and i or I, you know what i think i listened to it when you when you were on this other podcast but it was like the reference to it being the mop of all mops is it like is that a fair way to say it? it's like mopping everything it's like kind of yeah. going through and mopping it's like bringing things out
1: well, so so one, if you think of it in terms of, as a very powerful antioxidant, then yeah, it's got the ability to grab these ROSs, reactive oxygen species, and and get them potentially out of your body. Um, one of the, actually, I've got a, a good friend of mine who was at a medical conference, and they were talking about uh, the mitochondria and the ATP processes. And he kind of raised his hand and said, well, what would be, would it be valuable to have a, a free radical sponge in the mitochondria as it's going through its ATP processes. And really kind of everybody in the room nodded. Uh, and this was pretty early on in this uh, in this kind of supplement industry. And he goes, well, what about this ESS-60 molecule? And then everyone kind of just shut down, right? Because it's like they either don't know anything about it or it's kind of radical or whatever. Um, but yeah, th- th- this this ultimate mop mentality certainly is a theory that's been put forth and and has some weight to it.
0: Okay, I hope you don't mind, because I'm now that I've done so many of these podcasts, and I really, I I become quite passionate about the guest and their information. And I think I mentioned to you right before we started is that I had just done this podcast talking about the microbiome, uh, and what is happening in our guts and how everything that's happening in our guts is affecting that the vagus nerve and, and going to our brains. So where, so let me ask you, like, where does this fit in into what is the, my, the, my vital C does within our microbiome. Does it like help clean it out? Does it help with the gut clean? Like, what does it do? Because I really do believe based on the research on the book and the guests that I had that so much of disease and how we feel is coming from the gut. So where does your, where does the vital C or this, you know, this C60 fit into play?
1: Yeah. So, Let me let me talk about a little journey I've been on for the last, I don't know, six months, maybe it's probably about six months, uh, maybe seven. Um, I got booked on the Dr. Gundry podcast. Right. Kind of recognized it was a big and important podcast and 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 chose to like fly out there to be be there face to face with him obviously pre-COVID because I could be there face-to-face with him. Uh, and I started reading his books because I wanted, you know, and and kind of re- did some research and found this Dave Asprey um, interview. And I, it was the first diet book that I've ever really delved into it. Um, I think I read Sugar Busters, which I, I don't even know how much of a diet book that is. It's just like you know, don't eat sugar. Um, but his books and their um, the Plant Paradox and the Longevity par- Paradox. Actually, I, I I listened to them as as my family and I were driving to uh, Disney World. So my kids will really they could like hop on this podcast and be like. Yeah, you gotta be careful of lectins, and then that has lectins in it, and it's bad for you, and there's inflammation, and you can't do that. So it's kind of very cool. Um it was in that book that he it was that was really the first piece of literature that I read that talked about how important your gut biome is, right? And he calls them gut buddies and then I don't know, the gut enemies or whatever the other one is. And and as I was listening to his book, he's got all these testimonials, and I'm like, all of these testimonials parallel every testimonial that you listed off earlier, every testimonial that anybody's ever given to us. And so when I met with him, um, I asked him, like, what What do we think might be going on here? So one thing, uh, if you go back to the original study, remember the rats were given water, the rats were given olive oil, and then the rats were given olive oil with ESS-60. Of course, mine was the better rat group and they lived 90% longer, yay. Uh, but the rats that were given olive oil lived 30% longer, right? And so... I've always said, even before meeting Dr. Gundry, whatever olive oil you're taking, you need to take more of it. If you're not going to take my product, fine, but you need to take more olive oil uh, because there's value in, uh, in taking olive oil. Dr. Gundry says that food, the purpose of food is to get more olive oil into your mouth right? Because olive oil has a really good impact on your gut biome. Um, So I asked the question, like, do you think that ESS-60 is having some sort of impact? Uh, And there's no real answer. We don't know. It's certainly possible, um, but at a minimum, you're getting this extra olive oil into your system, which is good for you.
0: Okay. But it's not impacting a negative that it's going to react negatively with anything that's happening within the microbiome that would cause, you know, a blockage or anything I, th- yeah, yeah, I think, you know, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it it is about cleaning out, you know, and having it all functioning in one big group. Like, you know, like there's, there's no blockage.
1: Yeah. Well, I, th- I think you could draw a parallel, like, so great. This is good in one way, but you know, you know, a, a acetaminophen makes you feel good, but it kills 50% of your gut biome. Is that something you really like how much my, like my tolerance for headaches has changed since I understood that right? Mm-hmm. The same thing with a lot of the fake sugar, su- sucralose, et cetera, will kill 50% of your gut biome and your gut biome is kind of important. I know, um, I actually went on the-
0: oh, Wait, wait, go back, go back. Sorry. Like the sucralose, like the aspartame, like that kind of stuff. Yep. Okay. What am I, what am I doing? I'm like, I've openly admitted, like I'm a, a sugar-free, you know, it's like sugar-free vanilla. Sh- like what's it doing? Because I know so, there's a, there's others out there that having their diet Cokes and their aspartame and everything else. What are we doing to ourselves?
1: Okay, first off, I was the diet Coke. I once, yeah. uh, I, my wife and I run a half marathon every year. Um, I would get these very weird cramps in my calf. So I had a chiropractor who really didn't do any bone structure work. She just hurt my calf enough. So for it to to, to get, he basically meat tenderized it for, you know, 30 minutes and then I could go jog again three days later. Um, And I asked her one day, uh, she asked me one day, like, how much water do I drink? And I was like, well, I don't know. How much does a Diet Coke count? And she said "Uh, minus one. And then I was like, well, that would be minus six (laughs) because I was probably drinking six Diet Cokes a day. Um, So obviously there's some dehydration associated with that, the caffeine that's in it. Um, but then I, in Dr. Gundry's book, he talks about when you take these fake sugars, I think one packet of, of I, I don't remember which one, sucralose, I think, um, will kill 50% of your gut biome. No, it is, it, it, it's hard, right? It's hard not to have these sweeteners. He does recommend Stevia and he mm-hmm. sells a, good, a product that I like uh, called Vital Reds that has stevia in it. So it makes it, it's a pretty delicious drink actually. Um, but so stevia is the one that he says is, is is okay. All of the other, and monk fruit, I think monk fruit is a good natural sweetener. Um, and and of course, you know, you've got your typical challenges with sugar. So you wanna, in general, the bad gut bugs, right? Are uh, like the sugar. And what I found, so I got on his diet, my wife and I actually got on his diet. Um, I think it was right, before I went to record the podcast with him, and, and and actually yeah, we were in LA. It was the first week, and like I was starving on some tour, I remember. And we bought this bar, and like no, I don't want to eat the bar because it's not part of the diet that I'm trying to be you know faithful to. Um, my cravings for sugar way down, right? So once my I feel like once my gut biome got in balance with the good gut buddies that are like looking for resistant starches, looking for, um, potentially lectin-free. I I know there's some debates out there about lectins. Um, then I just crave sweets less. I'm just not as interested in sweets. So, um, so yeah, I think if, if the sugar's feeding the bat, bad gut bugs, uh, and then the resistant starches and everything else that doesn't have those things are detrimental, eventually you'll just crave it less. So I, if anybody's struggling getting rid of sugar and then fake sugars I, that I fit into that category, like yeah. for sure. Oh,
0: I think there's so much of us. Yeah. I, I started to, I used to have the two packs of the aspartame, the sweet and low. And so now I'm down to one pack of the sweet and low and one pack of the stevia. And I figure eventually I'll be able to fully transfer, transfer over. It's, it's funny the, the tricks that the, our mind plays, well, we're going to do it this way for now. And we're going to slowly kind of yeah. figure things out uh, and do it that way. Can I come back to the olive oil? Cause we were kind of talking about consumption. So, you know, what's the difference and if i'm between like doing it with olive oil i actually really don't like olives and i Mm. it dawned on me a lot long ago that i really didn't like olive oil but i liked an avocado oil so what are the difference between some of those oils and how much we should be consuming and then being able to consume that as well with the the c60 like how does it make that much of a difference is it just the conduit You know, how should we be looking at it?
1: Well, I, I, there's a couple ways to look at it. First, let me share with you. I hate olives. Like I hate (laughs) olives when I get a pizza, I'm picking out the little black, black or green specks of olives and putting them off on the side. And I can still taste the olive in the pizza and that I don't enjoy that very much, although I can get it down, but I am good with olive oil. There's something, there's something in the olive, in the meat of the olive that doesn't translate, in my opinion, into the olive oil, right? Something that is yucky to me (laughs) in the olives and then is not in the olive oil. So um, a really good olive oil, this brings a whole bunch of questions, right? A really good olive oil actually will leave a peppery flavor at the back of your throat, right? Um, And the greener it is, right, the more it's kind of more grassy and a little bit more peppery. That's a good olive oil. Well, that's at least a good cold-pressed extra virgin olive oil. Um, If you talk about the different oils that we sell, the one with the most ESS-60 in it is olive oil, uh, and it has about 0.8 milligrams per milliliter. The next one is the avocado oil, which has about about 0.65 milligrams per milliliter. By the way, this is a natural product. It has different components in it every batch, and so that number varies uh, a little bit maybe even as high as 10%. Uh, when you get to the MCT oil, um, you get, it's a lot more consistent because it's medium chain triglycerides. It's already been processed a lot. Uh, ours comes from ours is organic and does only come from avocado oil, not palm oil. Um, and you can only get about 0.35 in it. So if you're going to be a classic scientist about this, which sometimes I am in this context, sometimes I'm not, the classic scientist says the research was done in olive oil And so if you want to have the most likelihood of replication of this 90% extension of life and dying without tumors, uh, then you're more likely to get that from the olive oil. I think that the ESS60 is probably dissolved. The the reason that we need to put it in an oil is because as a powder, so you can actually take the, the, the ESS60 powder is just a black powder And you can consume it and you'll just excrete it. The challenge is is that it's crystalline and its surface area is significantly lower compared to after you dissolve it. Because if you think about what happens when you dissolve something, so let's say you take a sugar crystal, right, and you've got a a bunch of sugar in your hand and you put it in a glass of water, you're actually breaking up all, all those sugar molecules independently, right? So, there's no two sugar molecules that are touching each other as long as you haven't exceeded saturation. Um, so, so you've really got individual atoms of sugar. Same with ESS60 and the oils. You've got individual atoms of ESS60 as opposed to a whole crystal, which could be tens of thousands or millions, actually, uh, of, of molecules of the ESS60. So, I think if If it's just the ESS60, and we don't know the answer to this yet. If it's just the ESS60 providing the value, um, then having it dissolved and taking enough ESS60 uh, to to equal the same quantity is fine. Um, Or if it's actually how the ESS60 interacts with the particular potentially polyphenol in the olive oil, uh, then that would be different. Now, I can say that people do take MCT. Uh, it's got a lower concentration, uh, it's less variable in the amount of um, oil components are in it or components that are in the oil, uh, and people do report benefits. Uh, But again, being classic scientist, take it in olive oil. Being somebody who doesn't like olive oil, take it in avocado oil, whatever works.
0: (laughs) I I like how you're I, I like the science and the numbers between it, you know, and and I want to tell like there's no test after this, guys, you know, like you're not gonna have to repeat some of the, oh. of the dialogue, you know, like we're gonna be okay. Now but I
1: had put together a quiz. And I thought we were gonna hand that out.
0: <laughs> you know what? I think half my listeners would probably be like, okay, bring it on. Let's see how much we were able. To, let, let's see how much we were able to take from it. You know, is it best to take it when you're feeling great? When you're feeling healthy? Is there a certain age? If you've already dealt with? illness, cancer, inflammation, chronic pain, disease, like, when is there a danger in taking it? Is it at any point? Can you take it at 80 and feel like you're going to feel a little bit better at 81? Like where, if you can, like, is there a scale for this?
1: Yeah. So, well, one thing, again, this just goes to the scientific process, uh, certainly as it relates to developing humans. um, I do not recommend giving it to children. I do not recommend giving it to uh, women who are pregnant or even kind of moving in the direction of getting pregnant. It's not because there's any data that says it's a problem. It's not because I believe that there's any problem. It's just because the risk reward is well it's not worth it, right? That's that's the reason. We have testimonials from people who have um, kind of ser- serious uh, health issues getting better, and we have uh, testimonials from. I've got in, in one of my companies, I've got some young athletes, a former professional football player, uh, a kid who plays uh, indoor soccer. I don't know if you've ever, indoor soccer is, is just a sprint sport. You're just sprinting. Just imagine sprinting as long as you can, as hard as you can. And then when you're gasping for breath, you get off of the field and try and catch your breath quickly so you can get back on the field. Um, He was, his name's John, he was actually able to increase from being able to play for 10 minutes at a time to 20 minutes after his first dose. So the the next day after his first uh, serving of our product, that's what he reported. Another professional football player, former professional football player, his wife is a personal trainer. They were training stairs the day after his first serving. Uh, Both of them kind of noticed the difference inside of him, how how well he was doing. so that would be kind of the younger, like more healthy perspective. And then, I mean, one of the testimonials that I like because it has a, there's a lot of nuance to it. So it's it's an interesting story. I was here at this office uh, on a Sunday and I don't, don't try not to work on Sundays as much as I can, but I was here and somebody knocked on the door. Well, we're, we're, we're a warehouse and an office, not really a retail location. So, you know, I go answer the door and it felt very clandestine. He was like, do you have ESS 60? I'm like, <laughs> yes, I do. Come in, you know, which (laughs) co door. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so he came in and and he was like, I'll sell it to you. And he gave me his credit card. I'm like, well, I don't have a cash register. You know, I actually have to go to my computer and like register his information in our website in order to sell him and give him the bottle. Um, anyway, so I, I, of course I remember that cause I was, I was here at the office. It was a number of months later, I noticed him in our lobby, uh, and, and I asked the lady up front, well, the lady up front shared with me, this was his third order. And, and at the time we were running a special on three bottles. And so I was like, well, this guy's going to give a great testimonial, right? Like, I'd like to get this since he's in the office. And I was like, so what have you noticed? And he kind of looked disappointed. He was like, well, Chris, I haven't really noticed anything. And then there was this weird moment of silence. And in my head, I'm thinking, look, if you want to live longer, there is no better result in research right now than this product. There just isn't. It's 90% extension. The next best is 30% extension with calorie restriction. I like to to kind of uh, be a little facetious and say, all you have to do is starve yourself half to death, and then you can live 30% longer continuing to starve yourself. Half the day. I'm not signing up for that. Most people aren't. So I'm like, okay, if he's not getting any benefits, he's just got a long-term vision. But after this kind of moment of science, he goes, well, does it help with, again, we know what we're talking about, but knuckle pain is what he suggested. And I said, look, the FDA hasn't evaluated it, but we certainly have customers who are telling us that it's helping them with their knuckle pain. And he goes, well, good. Well, then it certainly helped with that. And I used to have this click, click, click noise in my knee and that's gone away. I'm like, okay, wow, you know, it makes me feel good. As a scientist, I just, I'm, I just want the data. And if he's not getting any benefit, that's okay. I didn't, remember, I didn't create this thing to deliver some amazing thing to mankind. I just happen that people are telling me these things. Um, and then he said. Uh, that he was jogging. He was about to go for his 10th jog. And this is one of those consistent ones that we could talk about. But he was about to go for his 10th jog. He hadn't been jogging in a number of years. Uh, And so he had picked up jogging again. I was like, wow, it's a shame nothing's happening. And then he wrapped it up with, I think this might even be the most interesting. He goes, I have to share with you, I have less stress at work. Let me be specific. It's the same job. It's the same people. It's the same stress. I just have less stress at work. And, and, and those, those last two are kind of two testimonials that are, they're kind of undercover testimonials. Uh, and I really do think that, and what I say, what I mean by undercover is that people talk about, I haven't really noticed anything, but my garage is clean and it hadn't been cleaned in like five years. Right. I haven't really noticed anything, but I wake up, you know, an hour earlier, or I'm getting to sleep an hour. Like it's, it's, it's these subtle things that people would say they haven't noticed anything, and really they have. And it's you know it's not a great sales pitch. Our tagline is clean. Take our supplement, you'll clean your garage, right? <laughs> um, but I think we can say all of that is because of better sleep, right? Like if you're getting better sleep, your mental, physical, and emotional well-being is better, and that will make everything better.
0: Well, it's pretty, it's a pretty interesting way of kind of putting all of it. Can you believe, do you find this with podcasts, like how time flies? It, it,
1: it always like, flies. Yeah. Like yeah, it like,
0: flies. Um, so I'm have just time, kind of, I, have time, so. <laughs> I know, but I'm so cognizant for my, for my listeners, you know, I, you know, when you know that like they set in, like they're going to go for an hour walk with the dog or they're going to oh, do yeah, these things. Yeah, so I, yeah. you know, I just, I love that. And I try to honor them on that too. Um, You know, so we talked about just kind of being able to, to consume this product, I mean, and, and it's funny, because I'm looking at you, my listeners are just listening, and I can see kind of all of this packaging and these oils and everything behind you. So give us just if you can really quickly, because I need to kind of wrap things up. So is it it comes in like an oil, like you just really you're pulling it back with a teaspoon and you're just kind of chugging it back or so that's really what we're looking at so people can conceptualize okay what am I going to be doing with this
1: yeah so so when you get the product we actually just have two packaging I know you can see this but your audience can't we have one that's packaged in these really convenient they're basically like PBA free ampules, plastic ampules. it's exactly five milliliters in it and so you would take these off in fact I'll show you you take these off and if you want to describe to your audience you would probably do a better job than me it's almost
0: like an I drop it, but, but it actually just goes, Oh wow. That's it.
1: That's it. And you see, I'm not making You have one of those a day. You have one of these a day. Wow. And so if you don't like olive oil, what's, what's interesting about olive oil is a sip of water. Yeah. It's not like a heavy medicine or anything. It's gone. Like it's it's, not like
0: oil of oregano.
1: I know. you ever tried that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you, you do it and you curse for like the next half hour because you cannot get that that uh, taste it, out it, of the it mouth.
1: It permeates you. So that's that. And then the others come in just a bottle and we've got a little kind of um like what you get with a medicine, a, a, a measuring cap, yeah. uh, and so you can measure that five mils or or, or whatever you need to take. Um, and uh, and yeah, and it's and it's that easy. If you really hate olive oil, you could also actually put it on bread. Like at an Italian restaurant, you get that olive oil and mm-hmm. dip bread in it, and you're 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 good to go. Uh, so so it's really really simple to take.
0: Okay, well, I've actually thought about that. You know, you just it'll it'll digest no matter what no matter how it's being taken in so i'm going to be honest with you i haven't on this podcast i don't promote products like i i like the information um and i'm all and i'm never like you've got to take this or this is the next thing so i'm hesitant in that i've never done that with my listeners before but if they want um information because i think there's a lot of this that um makes so much sense and when you look at the science and when you kind of have this dialogue, it's almost like one of those, well, why, why wouldn't you or what are the benefits, especially when they're starting to understand how all of it kind of really works together. So is there opportunities for people like it's I'm assuming it's going to be an investment as yep. most things are, you know, so to get into that mind frame of what an investment is like, you know, as we're wrapping things up so that they have the decision, they have the ability to have the, the information for make a decision. What would it be for the for them?
1: So so, and I put together a coupon code for your audience and that's living your life. Uh, and, and, and I'll talk about the, the, the ability to get the, uh, the free audiobook too. I'll talk about that in a second. So if they go to our website, it's myvitalc.com, and I'll get the, if you scroll down, uh, a, a bottle is about $99 and you can get it on subscription for 74. So I recommend go ahead and go out on subscription. You can cancel at any time. I haven't trained my customer service department to give you a hard time and not let you out. If you want to cancel, that's great. But Take advantage of that savings. Also use living your life. That's the coupon code. That'll get you an extra $15 off on your first purchase. So go go ahead and try that. Um, that's that's the, 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 the long and short. Let me also give this, right? Again, so the audio book, it's free. We don't ask for emails. We're just trying to give back like in these troubling times to anyone. Uh, the, and, 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 and we talked about giving a URL. Let's do myvitalc.com slash living your life. And that'll take them right to a page. There's like, oh, there's no sales stuff on the page. You just download it. You can listen to it right there in the in the browser, or you can download the file. It's yours for free. No email, nothing. The title's Neutralize the Seven Emotions That Are Holding You Hostage Now, uh, and then the guided meditation is Overcoming Fear and Anxiety and Joy, Peace of Mind. I can tell you, uh, my wife's father is listening to that and, and really enjoying it and you know getting better sleep and feeling good, uh, better and healthier.
0: I love it. Plus, I think meditation was a podcast I probably had about three or four episodes before. So we are, we are literally checking things off of the list. So I appreciate all of that information. Of course, to any of my listeners, I'll have all of that included in the show notes as always so that you can go back and make sure you've got the links and it'll be in the newsletters. And so you'll have all of that information. So it's going to be a nice quick access and for you to follow up a little bit more. I mean, there's a ton of stuff Stuff on the um, on the websites as well, lots of great information. It's, it was pretty easy when I went googling googling you, Chris. You know, I always joke that I do like this Google stalking of all of my guests <laughs> prior to. And, and there's uh, there's a great amount of information that's out there for sure. I really appreciate it. I mean, I think you've done a great job, and and I I wish I'd had you as like a, a science teacher in in high school. I <laughs> may have kind of I would have, it would have been interesting. I would have stuck uh, stuck by it a, a lot better than I had. So thank you so much, and best of luck with my vital C and the work that's being done. So. I, I think it's it's making an impact on people. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Leanne, for having me. This is great.
0: Yeah, I loved it. All right. And thank you so much to all of the listeners. That is, once again, another episode of Living Your Life with Leanne Lang. Please, if you can, share, like, subscribe, tell your friends, share it with your friends. I love when I get the response that, uh, that it's making a difference and that it's uh, definitely become part of your life. Have a great day.
1: Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one?